Hello and welcome to The Intimate Room, a show where we talked about intimate, dynamic, and unfiltered conversation. My name is Victor Silas. Hey everyone, this is Erica Avila. Hey, this is Janine Latrice. Hello, this is Pico Brown again. Today we want to talk about parental legacy. So we are going to share things that we learned from a parent and what thing that we want to pass on to our kids or what have you passed on to your kids? You know, I think, I think this topic comes in the midst of uh, what is going on. And, you know, at some point I, I always like to ask, like, are parents really doing their job? No. no, 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 no. This generation has failed, completely failed in parenting. Partially, I would say this generation and the generation before, that's what started it. So it technically started with our generation because I think parenting changed. We went from being parents to wanting to be friends and be on the same level with our children and try to basically understand, right. you know, when we were growing up, our parents didn't care how we felt. You were going to do what they told you to do. And if you didn't, there were consequences. These kids have more cop-outs than a little bit about everything. Taking out the trash. I forgot. That was not acceptable. You knew that you had to perform. And parenting now is just like, they have no consequences for their actions. So that's why everything is out of order. So... Let, let's let's start. Let, let me ask you this: Can what did you learn, or what is one thing you learned from your parent that is that you said this is something that I learned from my parent, and this is something that I will pass on to my kids? Every action has a reaction. There's there's consequences, whether good or bad, for everything that you do. And if you do something wrong, you have to own up to it and and face it. You know, if you make a mistake, you have to face it. There's no hiding behind the next person. There's no, you know, throwing a rock and hiding my hand, so to you know. Mm-hmm. But you have to stand up for your wrongdoing and, and, and own it and learn from it. So, but kids today don't have that value. They just don't have it. So one thing that I learned from my mom was, and I tell my kids, is don't do as I do. Do better than me. I want you to be better than me because obviously I've done some things that had I been more mature or not acted on impulse or maybe not acted foolishly, you know, I, I at a different age, I would take things back or, you know, do it better, choose differently. But so I learned that from my mom and same thing. She always said she always talked about karma, how whatever we do and put out in this world, whether that's energy words, actions, everything you do will come back to you. So it's either going to pay you in a, in a positive way or, or you're going to pay for it, you know, and you're going to suffer. So you, the choices you make put you in the predicaments that you land in. So that was one thing that she taught us. Um, another thing with the way kids are, like just going back to what Janine was saying is how they are right now. I think what's changed is that a lot of parent uh, there's a big, big parenting style of them enabling their children. And that's what's super hard. And 
they think that by protecting them from whoever they feel is attacking their child and they're not reprimanding them, they're just on the defense mode. They're being offensive and they go and attack. Just like we were talking, I was talking to your wife earlier and she was talking about, you know, how she's a teacher and a lot of teachers. And I know people who, when they'd get in trouble in school, sometimes you'd see their mother coming up there defending them and being ignorant towards the teacher. How is that kid, that student ever going to respect her te- his, his or her teacher? How are they going to learn that what they did was wrong? They're not getting reprimanded from that. And... You know, the mother doesn't need to go fight with the teacher. First, hear them out. There's two sides to every story. Whether you feel like your child was attacked or she had no authority to to tell your child that they were doing wrong and now they're in trouble. And rather than, you know, saying, you know what, maybe my kid did do that. Or even if, even if they hadn't, like, where's the maturity level and the respect? So, so many parents don't show people respect. And that's why we have all these disrespectful seeds out there. I know growing up, if you come home and you say, oh, my teacher did this, like you are, you know. You're uh, in trouble. <laughs> you're, yes, you you get you get into trouble mm-hmm. because like for your teacher to do this, whatever, that means you did something wrong. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Not just that. You will be punished. You know, our parents will punish you even before hearing that what happened in school. Not talk not to talk about the school calling that, oh, you, you did this, you did, you did. Our parents didn't even want to hear what, what you did wrong. Nope. They don't even want to hear what you did wrong. Nope. You are wrong. You are wrong even before yeah. explaining yourself. Yeah. Now tell me how you're even gonna misbehave. You're not gonna misbehave. You know, like you, like you said, yes, I've had that situation. I've had that many times. You know, my wife coming home and they're like, "Oh, how on earth with a, a with you as a parent will expect your, your teacher to teach your kid everything?" Mm-hmm. Oh, your kid didn't eat breakfast. Who's responsible? Who's responsible for your kids? <laughs> the parent. The, yeah, this, this yeah. is the parent. But you know, people expect. They rely, they depend on, they talk about the system, but yet you depend on the system, right? And you want to talk about the lack of, but you're lacking within your own home. Because, and they can, they're quick to point out where the, the lack is, right? And they can see that, but yet at home, there's you're a lack, too. There's a lack of, of things. You're not doing, you depend, a lot of parents are not doing their job. A lot of parents and, are but, parenting. You know, it's not about not doing your job, but they're not even acknowledging <laughs> the fact that, you know, they, they're not doing their job, but yet they're pointing their finger at someone else. They want someone else to take the blame for it. They don't hold themselves accountable. Like, I know that when I send my toddler to school, I have to feed her. I don't always have time, but I make time. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? When I don't, I feel horrible, but I'll send her to school and say, you know what? Sorry, she didn't get breakfast today. I know that if push comes to stuff, she's going to eat there. But then I don't feel like she ate healthy for the day. So, but when I was a younger parent with my other kids, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I sent my kids to school because I was in a hurry and I didn't have time to make breakfast or I got up last minute 
And I was relying on the school to feed them breakfast, but you know. But, but, but even if you rely on the school, because you, you, like you say, you acknowledge that 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 that's uh, you know that was your your fault, but you never went to the school to fight a teacher. Well, that's one because thing my- a child didn't eat breakfast. My mom taught us to respect. She always said, I don't care who it is and if they're wrong, if they're older than you, you respect your elders, you respect your adults. She always talked about respect, respect, respect. So we learned to respect our peers and everybody else. Both my parents always taught me how to respect your elders. You know, respect your elders and, um, you know, just do what's right. You know, don't don't go to school trying to fight the teacher and come home lying and getting the teacher in trouble because my father wasn't trying to hear that anyway. If the teacher called home, I don't care what she said, you in trouble. So my thing <laughs> That's my was, parents too. Right. My thing was, <laughs> please don't call home. Please don't call home. Because my old man didn't have a problem coming up to the school embarrassing you. He did not. And my mother. They didn't have no problems doing it. Not saying they come up there to bush you upside your head. My father pretty much had a, a voice. He can talk fearing to you. And that's what... <laughs> I hate to say this, but that's how I do my kids now. Because they be like, daddy... When you say stuff, you scare us. But I'm supposed to. I'm your dad. I'm not here to. to. Just like Janine said, I'm not. I'm not your friend. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to be your friend. I'm not gonna tell you wrong. I'm going to always tell you the right way, even if it hurts your feelings. I'm have to tell you what's right. That's how my dad did us. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a lot of us. So, hey, he taught us how to be a man. You know, because <laughs> he always <laughs> used to say this thing. You know, pretty boys are cute. All right, you got to be a man. You have to be a you have to be a man no matter what because you got to grow up and one day you will have kids you don't want the, your kids to growing up in a hard world but they soft you know and I think that's where a lot of parents get it wrong at because they don't know how to take that action toward their kids because parents are scared of kids now you know the kids cuss the parents out they beat them up the the parents hang out with the kids see I, when I was coming up it wasn't none of that it's, well you, you stay in your place or they're gonna put you back in your place. But now you can't do that with kids now because you got so much system awareness now. You got DC, all that stuff is against you. You can't even hit your kid anymore. Yes, you can. I mean, I know no. you can. <laughs> you can. I know well, you yes, can. You are you trying record. to go to, are you trying to go to jail? Off the record, you, there's yeah. a way to do everything. You can't hit your child in public. I mean, I, yes, I know that. I know. There's a difference. But see, I, I, but when you I, you have to put the fear of that, God in them. That's exactly what I do because I never really whip my kids. Yes. I just talk to them, and they like, okay, that's it. You don't even have to talk. No, like I'll give them that look, yep. like touch spare the rod and spoil the child. Absolutely. And even the Bible said, train up a child in the way he should go, Absolutely. and when it's grow, he will not depart from it. Yep. But that's what is lacking today. Yeah, charity begins at home, man. You know, hey, it's you it's not anymore. At home. Yeah, I know it's not anymore, but it, it has it's to be not anymore at home because what you teach them at home, they should be able to take out outside the home when they grow up. But if you don't have it in the home, you're gonna it's it's useless. You know, it's pretty they much useless. They have to have a foundation, even if you know you can right teach kids all the right things and, and put all the best things in front of them. But you gotta have a foundation, but they know? have to have a foundation to know simple the basic things in life. And when they lose sight of the basic things in life, that's when you, they go everywhere. Yeah. You can, you can spoil a child so much that you ruin them. That, that is true. They're not good to do anything, but be just want, always want somebody to give, give, yeah. give. They don't know how to work for anything. They don't have a work ethic. They, they just want somebody to 
pour into them all the time and they don't know how to stand on their own two feet. Entitlement. Entitlement. Right. And this is this. a generation of entitlement. Yeah. I, you're, you owe me. Yeah. You know, in, in working with the kids and the youth, how many times did I, we come across kids that didn't want to work? I had a child tell his mom, well, I got him a job for the summer. Mm-hmm. He worked a job for one day. He said, well, I, I, I wasn't hired to do bathroom work. No, you're hired to do whatever they tell you to do. That's what you've been paid. This, yeah, is, right. this exactly. is your first that's, job. That's your you first have job. no experience. You have to do everything they ask you to do. You yeah. have to do everything they ask you to do. Well, I didn't sign up for this, but you wanted a job. You wanted to work. So he said, well, I quit. Hmm. Wow. I said, well, what did your mom say? Oh, she's not going to say nothing because she's just going to give me what I want. Whoa. Problem number one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you think the parents, I don't ask this question earlier, do you think parents are doing their job? No. I don't think so. No. Or I, is it just because of, you know, no. the parenting style? The whole parenting style is now. different or... Well, that too, you know, it, it can go with parenting style too, but the parents aren't doing their job. It's the whole, the parenting system is way different than when we were coming up. You know, just like Janine said, there's no structures in homes anymore. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't even matter the background of the parents because you can see it in wealthy families. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, the problem is they're not spending quality time mm-hmm. with their kids. Mm-hmm. And their kids are rebelling. And they're rebellious. And then they're lashing out. Mm-hmm. And they're they're for the streets. <laughs> right? You right. for the street? They belong but, to the streets. And then too, those young parents that now are smoking weed with their kids, the, their crib is the kicking spot because they were not prepared or ready and never decided to change their life once having kids. Your your house is the kickback house. You got people drinking at your house. Or since they were little babies or small children... You've been having friends over, mm. different men. You're drinking, five smoking. Five men. <laughs> five you know, men's. you got drugs in front of them. You got <laughs> the hangout spot. People are gangbanging in front of your crib. What that's you, what they're going to learn, too, because exactly. you're, role, you're, you're, you're a role model. Yeah. Right. So that's why, like, because if that was us in the city, no matter how bad my mom was, because, like I said, she always said, you know, you're going to be better than who I am right now. But no matter what she did, if that would have been me on the news jumping on somebody's car, she would have found my ass, went up to downtown, and beat the fuck out of me in front of everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Okay, let, let's, let's quickly go back to, uh, I know, Pico, you you mentioned the structure. Mm-hmm. That is a, a lot of houses now, um, a lot of homes now. Um, there's no structure. Right. So can, can you talk about that, the, the structure? I mean. Why do you feel so? I mean, I feel there is no structure in the house because it's just the certain things kids do now. You know, when, like I said, when I was coming up, we had nothing but structure. You know, my father taught us how to how to build things. You know, how to look out for your look out for your sisters, look out for the younger brother. No, that that's gone now. That is gone. You don't have that in homes. Well, I'm not gonna say all homes because I ain't Superman. I can't fly around. But uh, <laughs> it's you majority. Superman, right, majority of the homes don't have structure. No, these the parents just like. Um, Erica said the parents are doing the same things the kids are doing. That's not structure. You know, you're not supposed to let your kids see what you do. I don't care if you're married or not. You know, if if you're a gigolo, you don't do it around your sons and daughters. You keep that crap outside. But how can you tell me what to do 
you, you're, you're my father. How can you tell me what to do? And every day I come home, you got a different woman in the house. Practice what you preach. There you go. There you go. Or the same thing with my mom. You know, how? how? But, I mean, the it, it goes for the same thing with, with, you know, with the mothers, with the daughters. You know, you tell them don't do certain things, but they come home and you got one guy just left and another guy's coming in. Mm. So what are you going to tell your daughters? That's, that's, <laughs> there's no structure. You know, you never let your kids see what you do. Even if it's good or bad, you don't let them see what you do. I think another thing, it's discipline. Um, discipline is really lacking in today's, um, today's home. Yeah. You know, it's a free wall. Like, you can do anything you want to do. There's no consequences. Just go out, do anything, you come back, you got your support. So, in couple with you saying the structure, there is no structure and there is no discipline. Because, I, and also at what Erica said, a lot of parents don't spend time with their kids, don't want to know what their kids are doing. And they, you know, they're not giving them the good example anymore. So that is part of what is contributing to where we you know what we have, what yeah. we have today. Now, I also really want us to go back and iterate on those legacies that our parents that we've mm. learned from our parents. So I'm picking coming back to you again, just to <laughs> point out those legacy again and what of what will you pass on to or what you have passed on to your kids. Mm. Oh wow, <laughs> they tell me that every day. <laughs> just like grandpa. <laughs> um my legacy to my kids would be no matter what you do in life, as my father told me, always do the right thing. Even if you're doing the wrong thing, Make sure you're man enough or woman enough to accept what you did and make it at least try to make it right. You know, don't go around don't go around thinking people owe you something because the world the world don't owe you anything. Well, actually, do it owes you a coffin or jail cell. That's pretty much what it owes you. <laughs> but yeah, my father was he was a stand fed man. I saw him. You know, he treated my mother like a queen all day, every day. That's beautiful. I mean, yeah, and that's something you don't get in homes anymore. So. Mm-hmm. By me seeing that at a young age, I'm like, you know, if I get married, I know how to treat a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like if I get married, well, if this don't work, I go to the next one. He had one wife. She had one husband. That was it. When they, when he passed, she didn't move on. God rest her soul. My mother's gone now. But, hey, it's what they taught me. The structure they taught me and the legacy is why I stand today. Mm-hmm. No, it's why I can make decisions on my own today. So, that's pretty much my legacy to my kids. And like I always said, always try to do what's right. You know, you don't have to be a genius, but at least try to do what's right. Uh, Janine, I know you kind of talk about this. Um, what about <laughs> <laughs> Get them, Janine. My legacy for my children. Wow. Um, they should be here to tell you themselves because they're adults. Um, I guess I have to just go back to, because I was a parent at a young age, you know. Um, but... At a very young age, I think I was mature enough, and I know that's probably hard for a lot of people to understand that concept. Um, But I was very mature at a very young age, so I knew exactly how I wanted my children to be. Mm -hmm. Um, It was my life's goal to make sure that I beat the odds. You know, I was a single parent at 15. Um, I had my third child by the time I was 21. I was still in college. I graduated school early, finished high school early, graduated college early. Nerd. 
whatever. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> That's awesome that, because that's, great. That's, that's really great. awesome. You know, I, I give it up to you because it's not a lot of people, in fact, can can still do that. I you mean, know, don't, with, don't get me wrong. It wasn't easy. Being, I know. I know that. You know, I'm not taking that and, away. And, you know. and, and, you know, doing homework from a hospital bed because I'm pregnant and about to have a baby, but doing my final in, in labor. But you didn't give up. But I didn't give you up. You still want to change that. Exactly. Oh, because we, you know, with this, this story, sorry, I'm not going yeah. to try to cut no. you because it's days like once, you know, anybody has a baby, you know, at an early age, that. The future is it's over. You know, it's over. And that's that was you the know? that was the motivation. The the motivation for me to prove everybody wrong. That's and, awesome. And and that's just the way that I did. So I took my my head down and and I got through high school in three years and I graduated college in two and you know I had my first full time job. I mean at twenty two making forty five thousand dollars. And in you know back then, back then right, that was right, like right. boom, that was, bam, that was, bam. That was, that was like eighty thousand back exactly. then. Exactly. Right. So I mean, it was it was cool because you know my kids saw that motivation in me, and I tried to instill that in them as well. You know, and and then even going back to school, as I when I turned thirty, you know, so I tried to instill education, um, determination. In, in my children that's the legacy that i always want it's not about how much money you make right it's about you know your determination to do whatever it is that you want to do it doesn't matter what that is as long as you are happy mm-hmm. we can't focus on you know the number so to speak you have to focus on on you as a person and what it is that you want to do and how you want your life to be so that's what i instilled in my children and for me my mom, the legacy that I believe that she has lived out to the fullest is being very, very transparent. And so for me, I've picked that up and I'm very transparent and I've been very open with my kids um, just so that so I feel like when you're that honest with anything that you're going through, I, I don't always tell them while it's happening or while I'm in certain stages but if it happens, you know, I, there's no shame in denying any of it because I don't feel like if things are out of your control, there should be any shame to it. Because, again, I have that very my kids motivate the hell out of me. And so that gave me all the fuel to be ambitious in life. So the legacy that I want to leave behind for my kids is like to never settle and to always, you know, work hard and to continuously grow as a person and just whatever it is that you put your mind to, you can achieve. So to to have that self-motivation and goals of being an ambitious and and whatever it is and to be a good person. That's that's beautiful. And, and, and you know, you know, this is all a beautiful legacy. And I wish the whole world will have this same legacy and trying to pass on to um they are they are kids also then for me uh, uh the legacy from my parents is respect and i think that's one thing that's really lacking in today's in today's world right you know the kids don't respect and respect just doesn't just come in in respecting your parents mm-hmm. respect anybody you know anybody that you know is older than you yep not has has to be a certain number of age 
Even if they're the same age. Even if they're the same age. They can be younger. Or younger. You still have to respect. And that's one thing that is lacking. You know, today. And that's what I'll make sure that I pass on to my kids. Respect. You have to respect. Respect your teachers. Respect your seniors. Respect even people that you see on the street. You mm-hmm. have to respect them. Yep. And also discipline. Because I grew up like discipline was... Was key. Was number one. Was man. key. Yeah. It was key. Because when you have that respect and you are disciplined you can be anything those are key because when it comes to determination it comes under all of those because you're this you're respectful people will speak good about you mm-hmm. that's true and when it, they don't I'm like Birdman I'm like you better throw some respect on my name <laughs> <laughs> some respect on it. All right. <laughs> With that, that's the end of our show, guys. Eric can be hell. Eric can just close it off. Uh, All right, guys. <laughs> All right. That's the end of our show today. We were talking about um, parental legacy. So feel free to share if you have some wonderful legacy from your parents and you also have a legacy that you pass on to your kid. Feel free to share it with us. And um, tune in every every Thursday from all new episode, and um, and make sure you follow us on all our social media platform on Instagram at the Intimate Room Podcast. My name is Victor Silas. This is Erica. This is your girl Janine Latrice. This is Pico Browns and Adios. Amigos. <laughs> <laughs>